Hello and welcome to the Enchantress Society podcast with me, Tia Johnson. Put your muggle life on pause and travel with me to a place of magic, empowerment, and wonder as I interview prominent guests in the spiritual world and spill the enchanted tea on all of the ways you can conspire to craft the magical life you deserve. Always and forever, the Enchantress Society podcast is your virtual coven where I am rooting for you to succeed every step of the way. Welcome to another episode of the Enchantress Society. So for this episode, I've decided to reintroduce myself. It's been a while since I've done this. So many things have happened in my life, great changes, especially especially if you've been following me for a while, you have seen the growth over the year, the changes over the years. And if you are new, Again, welcome and, you know, sit back, relax, and I'm going to take you down memory lane. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, <clears throat> starting with the, the genesis of this business, how this began and, and leaning up until now. So it's going to be some footnotes because it's, it's going to be hours if I were to really sit down and, and break everything down. So we're going to be skipping around a little bit, but it's going to be fun. So grab your drink, relax, get under your heated blanket, all that jazz. So as a kid, I, I had visions, uh, premonition dreams. And when I say visions, I mean, with my physical eyes, not just my third eye, even though I didn't know what third eye was at the time. So I would have visions with my actual eyes and some of my stories have been published about my encounters with beings. And as a kid, I, I never questioned that. I just thought, oh yeah, this is something that happens, <laughs> which is true. It is something that happens. It's, it's, not, um, it's not something that is for certain people. It's not evil or anything like that. It was just something that I thought was natural. I just, I didn't question it, but I did talk about it with my grandmother. My grandmother, who I discussed a little bit about in my first book, she was very much so into numerology and dreams. And what she would do is she say she dreamt of a black cat or her brother, or whatever it is, she would cross-reference that with her numbers book. And I wish I kept those books. It was lotto books. So she would look at uh, the number for a cat and let's say it was 666, like, ooh, oh my gosh. She would cross-reference that with something else in her dream, play the lottery and win. She would hit the lotto. <laughs> it was crazy. She was really good at it. And so I would talk to her about my dreams and she knew about uh, the dreams I had. And she said, oh, that's a premonition dream. And I had, for the most part, dreams of people who were going to pass and, and some people who already had passed. Uh, sometimes I had dreams of uh, something that, that symbolized a person before I met them. Uh, later on, uh, I, I look back and think, oh my gosh, for example, I had a dream about this ring that my best friend gave me years ahead of time and it was just um, it was it was crazy the dream parts of it took place in New York and she lived in New York for 
gosh, I guess a decade or so. And there are other aspects of the dream and also seeing this ring, which was crazy. I didn't put it together when I first received it until I happened to go back and look at my, my dream journal. I thought, oh my gosh, I dreamt of this. And there were other things that indicated the connection with her. So it, that, that was crazy. And then, like I was saying, other dreams were dreams of people who were going to pass and so forth. And uh, like with dreams, you had to put them together. And later on, I became a dream interpreter, a certified uh, gateway dreaming coach. So my, my childhood really consisted of having these feelings. I knew when something was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had this feeling in my chest that I couldn't explain. And then we would get a phone call, et cetera, and with, with that news. Um, also, I just didn't question it. So I didn't second guess it, I didn't question it. I, I tried to understand it somewhat. And then I just went on to start playing <laughs> with my toys. I also wanna say I had a best friend in grade school named Crystal. <laughs> just want to put that out there. I thought that was funny looking back. So fast forward, I'm in high school and I'm still getting these feelings, but I'm not really putting them together as much. I'm just, I, I get these knowings every now and then. As a young adult, it, it was still there, but at this time, young adult meaning now I'm in college, I started to get migraines. And looking back, I'm going to say this was also... Uh, my, my third eye really coming forward, my crown chakra really coming forward. So I, I took medication for my migraines, but I also started to meditate a little bit, just, just a little bit. I was, I was entertaining it. And the more I meditated and, and took my medicine, I started to see the migraines go down, 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 down. And eventually I didn't have to take the migraine medication anymore. And just and the, the, I want to say my junior year, maybe entering my senior year of college, my grandmother gets diagnosed with stage four cancer. Now, there were some signs that something was going on with her because her attitude was changing. She was nice. She was, she was a firecracker. She, she was five foot three, uh, 120 pounds. <laughs> she was like I said, a firecracker and, and her attitude was changing. Things were changing. And, and then we got that diagnosis. And uh, my mom was saying that doctors informed her when people have something going on internally, their attitude tends to change sometimes because something's going on, they don't know. And they start to see things happening. And so yeah, she got diagnosed with stage four cancer and I had a premonition dream about her death. And that is the, I want to say the only time I lied to my grandmother. I can't think of any other time where uh, she asked, cause she knew about my premonition dreams, dreams. And she asked, she said, did you have a dream about me dying? And I said, no. And she asked me again. I said, no. And I didn't, it was very specific. So I, I didn't know the exact date when she was going to die, I knew roughly the time frame, and, and I had a marker uh, that came out during that time. And I thought, oh my gosh. So something was coming out. It was a, like a new technological thing at the time. And it got, the, the date of its release got pushed back. And that's when I knew she had about two years left to live. And 
so those were very, very hard times. I still had to graduate college. I had a full-time job. Life still had to continue, okay? Life doesn't go, oh, you got something going on there? Want me to press pause? No, life goes, oh, that's unfortunate. And you still had to show up. And also I had recently moved out the house. So I'm paying your rent. So a lot of things are going on and everything is banking on me graduating from college because if I don't graduate, I won't have a job. I'm there per an internship, <laughs> you know, based on me graduating with 24 credits. And now, you know, I'm paying rent. So if I don't have a job, I'm not paying rent. If I don't graduate, I don't have a job and I can't pay rent. So it's just, it's this domino effect. So really it's one shot. I have to graduate. And so I, I had to turn off my emotions. It was very, very, very painful in a way that you can't articulate because you're seeing someone who you love dearly deteriorate. And there's nothing that you can do. We, we tried, I ordered, uh, uh, eating green books from infomercials, uh, I, I was just doing all this research, just trying to, whatever I can, reverse this stage for cancer to save my grandmother's life. She doesn't have much weight to lose to begin with. So it was very difficult just seeing her become thinner and thinner. And it's images that does not leave your mind. So when you see someone who looks a certain way, you can automatically tell, oh, that person, you don't know which cancer, but it's a certain look. And so when I see that in people, I just, you know, I respect their space because many times people don't want other people to know. They don't want to be treated differently. They just want to be able to do what they can while they still can do it. So that was difficult. And, and, and there are other parts to it too, that I will talk about in my, my next book, uh, because there was a lot of healing that had to go on. So my eyes are starting to tear up because there were other things that happened, uh, like when we were trying to get her an oxygen tank and it did not work out. So now I'm graduating and my grandmother passed. She died right before I graduated. And it, that was also very hurtful because I was super close to my grandmother and my papa, very close. When I say close, I mean, I was calling them in between classes in college. And I'm going from one building to the other and I'm calling her, asking her about the prices, right? <laughs> you know, I'm calling, asking her about, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the um, show we used to watch? Um, Young and the Restless, followed by Bold and the Beautiful. So we're talking about the soap, the soap operas. So now it's it, it's it's a new world for me. They they aren't here, or at the time, my grandmother had passed. And there were services on campus for help. However, how do you articulate how you're feeling, what to do? It, it's, it's, it's very hard. And then you have to do that with someone who you don't know. And I'm not someone who opens up my feelings and wears my heart on my sleeve. And especially when it comes to people who I don't know, it, that's just not who I am. Uh, I did at one point because I really liked the one professor, he was a Christian brother. I went to a, a Catholic high, or, well, high school and Catholic college. And I asked him for, for prayers. I didn't say for what. And it took such a toll on me that I was missing so much school 
when I showed up for accounting class, it was a day of a test. <laughs> that's, that's how out of it I was. I had no clue how much time had passed. And I took the test and I remember getting back a D and thinking, well, this is not an F. That's just my mindset. I'm, I'm just like, oh, well, it could have been worse. It's a D, not an F, right? I can, I can figure out how to recover from this, come back, which I did because I graduated. I'm here, right? So my grandmother passed right before I graduated. And this is 2008, 2009 timeframe. And uh, not shortly after, so my papa saw me graduate. My close family saw me graduate. Four-year bachelor's degree, I did it, did it, did it, did it. Uh, and not too long after that, my papa went missing. He took my grandmother's death very hard. At her funeral, he said, that's my best friend. And I can't imagine, I cannot imagine it. He lost his best friend. And he served in the military, so he spent a lot of time at the Veteran Affairs Hospital. And uh, I, the last I talked to him, he said, it's going to be okay. We met up. Um, and, uh, and, and I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't. And I cried, he hugged me and I cried and yeah, he went missing. And so I had to find him, me and my, his cousin and I, uh, we searched the papers and all that, and she found him in a morgue. So, you know, I'm going to, again, I'm going to talk more about that at a later date and I'll just leave it there because I also want to respect his family. That's my grandmother's second husband. So I'm not, I'm not going to get too much into that. But yeah, he took her death extremely hard. And so now I'm getting teary-eyed here. So now I lost two people who were literally my day ones there since birth. And um, so my, my pop-up who I speak of, my, um, my mom and her brothers knew him since they were teenagers kids so he's been around forever my grandmother divorced her her husband first husband which is my mom and uncle's dad many many years like they were already divorced done when she met my papa so <laughs> oh my goodness okay thank god for waterproof makeup oh <laughs> so yeah so i had so again i'm you know, working full time, not many people knew this. So I, and I had, I had a really close friend in college and we keep in touch. And I, I had, uh, one time at work, I just went to the bathroom at the other end of the building and I just cried in the stall. And she said, I, I'll be your shoulder to cry on. So, you know, she, I, I had some support, but it was rough overall. It was, it was rough. So I had to figure out what the heck is going on here? What's going on in my life? <laughs> you know, I never experienced anything of this magnitude. I had a foot injury that was very traumatic. Uh, however, I had to support, and that was the onset of a lot of other things that were going to happen with my foot. So up until that point, nothing traumatic had happened, and I needed some understanding. I remember back in the day, um, and the show has been off air at the time I was looking this up on the Montel Williams show. Great, great show. I don't know if reruns are on with that show, but that show, amazing. The Montel Williams show is the first time where I saw a, a man cry, just his, his masculine energy. And he was just so open on that show. I mean, that was just such a good TV show. I love the Montel Williams show. It was great, great, great show. Great show. Great, just great host, great show. 
And one of his good friends who would come on there uh, was Sylvia Brown. She would come on there on Wednesdays. And so I would watch that with my grandmother. My grandmother was into, you know, that the premonition dream, the, the, now we call it woo-woo spiritual stuff. She had like slightly different names for it. But uh, so I, I just thought Sylvia Brown must know. Sylvia Brown must know. She, has, she must have the answers. So I was looking up Sylvia Brown, which led me to Colette Baron Reed. And Colette Baron Reed was on my podcast many moons ago. And I have her, her books, her Oracle, Oracle cards helped so much. And I learned about so many other people. And I started diving into uh, spirituality more uh, uh, on a cognizant level before it was just, yeah, this is something that happens. Now it's, oh, that's what that's called. Oh, I was finding nomenclatures to what I was experiencing. So there's no way this author who has never met me, and in some cases, the authors are dead. So we're never going to meet in the physical, right? Who are not only explaining what I'm going through, spiritually speaking, they also provide names, backgrounds, and so much more. So I thought, well, if there was any time where I maybe thought that this wasn't real, that's out the window. How could they have known what I'm experiencing? How could they have known about uh, the, the feelings? And that's clear sentient, what? The knowings I had, that's clear cognizant, what? That's what that is? When I know someone's coming over to the house, when I know who's gonna call, when I know this and that, and it feel, what? So I took a deep dive, a deep, 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 deep dive. And again, I love to read. So I started also to get very irate when I learned about the smear campaign done on a divine feminine, among other things. And that began my journey. I figured if I experienced that much grief, and there's more to that, if I experienced that much grief, that much heartache, that much, I can't really explain, there must be other people who feel this way too. And I know that people would like to know that it's going to be okay, that you will get through this, that you don't have to explain what's going on every single time. Sometimes you just need people just to hold space for you, to not say anything, just hold space and maybe get you a cup of tea, some coffee or something like that, or just be there. You know, just say things like, I'll be your shoulder to cry on, like my friend did in college, things like that. And so I decided to go get certified in various spiritual healing practices to help people who were grieving. That's the sole reason why I started my business. I wanted to help people who were grieving because I know how it felt. I know how lonely it is. I know how it just flips your life upside down especially when you slowly watch someone die for two years and then you have to find your other loved one. You have to play detective, right? And life still must go on. So I became certified in Reiki healing. I'm level two. I will become a Reiki master. Um, I am a certified angel therapy practitioner. So I work, work with archangels, different realms of the angels. Um, I am a gateway dreaming coach. So I, I, uh, I interpret pe people's dreams. I prepare them for sleep. I help them incubate their dreams. It's all the things involved with dreams. I am a 
hibiscus moon certified crystal healer. So you, I had to take also tests. <laughs> so it, it's not just you, 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 you show up and you know, you get a certificate, not knocking those courses because sometimes that's just what you need. You need to go to that workshop and get that certificate. But with the crystal healing, I had to take tests and pass and fill out forms and same thing with angel therapy and so forth. And so I, I combined it all that plus my background in business administration. I changed my major several times because I was just loving everything. So I just settled for business administration and, 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 you know, to graduate on time or to graduate because I graduated a semester later because I changed my major. So yeah, I'm certified in, in various areas, Akashic records. Some people say, okay, yeah, Akashic, Akashic records. <laughs> These brackets on the back of my teeth, man. So Akashic records. Uh, and yeah, so it's, it's a combination of things that I use in my practice to help people. And over the years, my business has changed. It just, it just grew on its, on its own. So here I am, this young woman from South Philadelphia, now hosting workshops uh, based on my first book. So I'm going to show you my first book. And I, I want to say this before I show you the book. So my first business, I started in 2010, I want to say. And and when I did that, I, I was nervous, I, but I was determined to help people no matter what I was determined. As a kid, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Back then, I, I just said businesswoman. And I didn't tell too many people also because I thought it was silly. I hadn't learned the word entrepreneur yet. Uh, so I just said businesswoman. And I, I created a talk show. I just wrote down what the host would say. And now I have a podcast. And there are other things that I wrote down that I'm going to save for later because I see some things happening, which is always funny when you look back at childhood and you see the thing that you do and now you see what you do now. And so I know being an entrepreneur was something, businesswoman slash entrepreneur, something I always was going to be. In grade school, <laughs> I used to sell the, the, the uh, Spice Girl lollipops. <laughs> so... I used to go past the store every day and, and, and I would get pizza pretzels, things like that. And I noticed that my classmates liked the Spice Girl lollipops. And for those of you who may be a little bit younger and don't know, Spice Girls, the, the group, they had these really cool lollipops. They taste good and it came with stickers. And so I noticed that my classmates liked those lollipops and I would go past the store every day. So I figured, hey, I'll buy a few lollipops and sell it to them. And so I did. And I, I charged, I think like 10 cents extra for them. And at one point, this one kid said, why are you charging? Let's say it was like 25 cents. I don't remember the exact price, but let's say 25 cents. And I said, oh, because I said tax, because I knew my mom, she, she talked about taxes and I thought, oh, something else, something else. And I thought, oh, well, I got to walk there. I'm like, and labor, tax and labor. He goes, okay. I don't know what I was talking about school. And I'm saying that because a lot of times in life, we don't know everything that we're doing. Sometimes it sounds good. And then we step into that role. Other times, that's exactly what it is. We just got to do it. Okay. So, so here I am. I'm, I'm living my, in a way, my childhood dream. <laughs> and 
I, I don't remember how I met her. I got to get her back on the show and talk about this. Abiola Abrams. We collaborated and she is just such a great person. So we, we did this workshop in uh, a woman-owned bookstore in Harlem. And I was nervous. I was so nervous. I was 20-something, mid-20s, I think. And I'm talking to people older than me. And I'm thinking, who am I? I'm, I'm the hill. I don't know what to say, what to do. And Abiola was just so encouraging and supportive. And she just said, tell them what you do. And, and I have to say, this is a time when uh, I hadn't got my teeth corrected. I, I'm still figuring out makeup and wigs and all these other things. It's just like, I'm out there <laughs> getting it together and I'm still learning and things like that. So I knew that I had to share a story. I, I knew that I had to, to talk and, and to help and to be there and, and to, to constantly grow. I didn't know exactly where it was going to lead me, but I knew I had to do it. So I self-published this book. <laughs> there we go. To Be Goddess. Every woman is a goddess, discover the domain in which you reign supreme. And uh, that's not their original title. I, for the most part, it's their original title. And what I like to do is ask people who really are spiritual, their thoughts. And it was one of my good friend and, and his friend too, who I became uh, you know pretty decent with friend-wise, to guys who said, you know what, it, it's the domain in which you reign supreme discover discover so shout out to them they know who they are they helped me with that title that part to discover and with this I actually worked with a student from uh Drexel University so we worked together she actually drew this painted it scanned it all that and uh everything about this cover is symbolic I purposely have her face looking uh not nonchalant it's up for interpretation because as we are on this journey, everything pretty much is open for interpretation. So when you look at her, is she sad? Is she thinking? Is she concerned? Her skin is golden, like golden light, okay? Her hair is flowy. The moon's behind her and she's standing, she's really on a balcony. She's like in an archway because in my dream, uh, when my, my, both my, once both my grandparents passed, that's when they started appearing in my dreams. And I talk about it in this book where my grandmother says, spirit has something to show you. And I was in a balcony setting first, and then I was on stage and um, streams of a star sparkling came down serpentine from the night sky. So this is just like paying homage to me being on a balcony. You see the moon down here for those who are looking at the video podcast, um, this like the streams of the moon's energy. And then you see her sash continues on to the back part back at the cover. So it's just to symbolize a continuation, the colors, everything has, has a symbolic meaning to, uh, or in, in this cover. And also I wanna share something else with you. I wanna share an image with you because I almost didn't write the book. I want to share this image with you. So if you're looking, at the podcast video, and I encourage you to do this. You can go on YouTube and look at this. This mug, that's the name of my first business, the Violet Sanctuary Spa. That's the logo I created that I, I sent to uh, 
what do you call it? A business who can bring it to life, make it look, you know, 3D, the coloring, the shading that I wanted. But I drew that and I sent it to someone. And of course, that's symbolic too. You have the, the twos there, the little swirly things. But I want to direct you to that image in the upper left-hand corner between duh and violet that is not put there. It has not been edited. I will give anyone this picture. They can scan it. I almost did not take this picture. I was taking this picture because I wanted to send this picture to my best friend to show her, oh, look, I got this mug made with my logo on it. And when I saw that image at first, I thought it was the light from the ceiling fan and it was obstructing the picture. And something said, take the picture. We want to zoom in. And, and you can you can email me, let me know what you think. I'm not going to say what I think it is right now because those who haven't seen it, I don't want to influence what you see. You can go to the podcast Instagram, Enchantress underscore society underscore podcast. Okay. And uh, under this episode picture, real, whatever I posted, post, let me know what you think it is. I, I know what it is. So it's, it's quite interesting. So I'm, I'm showing you this because it's clear that I was meant to do this. It's clear. It's clear. I've had deities appear to me in my dreams. And then I'll go to a store, a department store, and I see their statue. Or I'll go to a metaphysical store, and I see their statue. And, I'm, and I'll <laughs> practically jump out my skin and ask the person who works there, uh, who is that? <laughs> and I need to purchase that statue. That, it's crazy. So now my business changes from me helping people who are grieving, doing dis distance Reiki healing, pulling oracle cards, uh, things like that to uh, now I am hosting workshops or co-hosting workshops like I did with Abiola. Again, shout out to her. She's truly, truly amazing. I'm sending my first book out to places to be purchased, you know, festivals and things like that. And, and now I am changing again. I am growing. I'm expanding. I am working with people more, people in in the UK, people on the West Coast, you know, just different areas. A lot of my, my clients came from either the West Coast, uh, London in particular, and Florida. It was, it was really interesting. Some Midwest, some Northeast, but it was just so many people on the West Coast. It was so interesting. Uh, but that became a big text, and I had to figure out how can I help people more uh, without trying to figure out timing and things like that. So I created the Goddess Mastery course. And that is based off of this book. And this book took me about two years to write. And, and it, was, it was not easy writing this book because it was just so many things going on. And again, I'm writing a little bit about my, my grandparents. I'm writing about how I thought when I turned 13, some spiritual like witchy thing is gonna, you know, was gonna happen. Like, oh, Tia, you're a witch or something like that. And nothing happened. Uh, it took that tragedy to really trigger me to dive into that 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 world uh, on a cognizant level. I I do believe I would have eventually gotten involved in the spiritual life. It's just that their deaths propelled that for me. 
So now I have one book published. I self-published it in 2014. Actually, I, I think actually it was 2013. And then I had the book launch party in 2014. Let's see. These years go by so fast. I can't even keep up anymore. And next year is the 10th anniversary of To Be Goddess. So uh, keep a lookout for a celebration. Let's see. Yeah. November 15th, November 15th. 2014. Um, yeah. And I remember I wrote even in, in my, my notes section in my book when I finished writing the manuscript. So now it's 2014. My book is published. I have my, my, my book launch party. I have catering. I have live entertainment. I have grab bags. I have vegan nail polish made and the two colors that you see here, the purple with glitter and, and like a peachy color. And people loved it. And then I had foot surgery. <laughs> then I had surgery and then other things happened and things got delayed and, and my podcast gets delayed. So I'm saying this too, because life as we all know there are ups and downs. And when you are pursuing entrepreneurship, <laughs> there's even more ups and downs and there are no end dates of when you're going to make it. And, and, and you don't even know if you're going to make it sometimes. So many thoughts and feelings go through your mind. And all you know is that you can't quit. You got to keep going, keep going, keep going. And, and I reflect to times when I would watch the show back in the day, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach. And, 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 and the catchphrase was uh, champagne wishes and caviar dreams. I don't like caviar. I like escargot. So I'm just like, I'm going to have escargot and champagne, you know, dreams and, and escargot wishes and things like that, because I just aspire to do so much and, and to help people and to live a certain lifestyle now that I'm constantly pushing myself to do more, to be more, to expand more, to help more, to grow more, you know, whatever it is. And, and I realized that this journey is not easy. So now I focus on how can I be there for people and teach them and, you know, help them to deprogram, reprogram and program different mindsets that have been causing us to feel like we have to water ourselves down that has caused oppression and so much more. So that book is the beginning of a new journey. For people, whatever that journey is, whatever you aspire towards, right? I remember being a kid and seeing a yacht on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I can get me one of those. <laughs> All right. So that's the first book. Then I thought, because I also was uh, heavy in, into blogging. And I was at a point in my life where I thought, what is the point of this? Like, what is the point of life? What, what, is, what is the purpose? What am I doing here? And I wrote, I wrote a blog post called 25 points to how to get to the point, point in your life, 25 points. And it, at the time it was my, uh, I guess you could say it went viral in a way. It was the most um, well-received blog post at the time. And so I decided to turn it into a book. And I'm telling you this because you could take what you have and expand upon it. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles start where, where you're at and let it grow. So I have this book and literally, I think I got this dress from Ross. The, 
the jewelry came from, I want to say New York and company. My friend took a picture of me and he's credited in the book. And we went to Kelly Drive and took this picture. Literally, Kelly Drive. Kelly Drive in Philly. We took the picture and then I sent this, uh, the picture to, uh, uh, I think her name is Lucy, Lucilia. I can't think of her name right now in California. And then she she made the the fonts a little bit, you know, a little spicy, add a little spice to it and add the like the glow and stuff. And boom, there you go, a cover. And I interviewed women at different levels in their business. Abiola is in this book as well. Women who are who were just starting out in their business to millionaires. And so I asked them, are you happy? What's your happiness level? Things like that. And also shout out to my friend. He knows who he is. There is a chapter in his book dedicated to basically what he told me. I had a, a writer's block and we were in his car driving and, uh, and he just kissed his hand on the, the dashboard. He goes, get that shit done. I said, you know what? You're right. And I'm going to make that a chapter in my book. So chapter 18 is get that shit done list. Sometimes you need friends like that to go, hey, get that shit done. So, you know, th this is just a great, great, great book to help you just understand life. The if then statement, if you've done something once, you could do it again and you could do it greater. If you could write a blog post, you can write a book, right? It's literally my blog post with some interviews and a couple of other things. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's your taboo? Because many of the things we were told taboo really aren't. It's just a way to keep us oppressed and watered down. So that book was published in 2016. Now I'm expanding again and, and foot surgeries, things like that. And I'm, I'm looking at the direction of my business. And I realize people want to know more about what's currently going on in their life. How can they get out of different situations? Who are these people in their life? How are they showing up? And so I start having more classes, more workshops and things like that. And I have a retreat. Finally, in 2019, I had my very first retreat. And I, it was a, I think it was like a three hour, it was like a, uh, yeah, about, probably a little bit more retreat day. And I had speakers. I surprised the women with open bar. You would have thought I was Oprah. I mean, I said, I have a surprise for you. And you could see the bartender getting set up with all the bottles of champagne. And I go, it's, you know, open bar. Everyone's like, <laughs> you would have thought I was Oprah. Like you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. It was so funny. And before I dive more into this, I'm going to cut to a quick commercial. Hello, have you visited Tia's Boutique, my online store at tiamariejohnson.com? Here is where you will find services and products to help you along your spiritual journey. From one-on-one -on -one services to multiple programs helping you from confidence to claiming your sovereignty and so much more. So whether you wanna activate your inner goddess or dive into frequencies and other cosmic things, the Tia's Boutique is here to guide you. Even books that I've written are available for you, again, to assist you along your spiritual journey. So head over to tiamariejohnson.com forward slash boutique, and let's work together. 
So yes, that was such a great retreat. I come across some of the women who attended their retreat to this day and they bring it up. And so it's just such a beautiful thing. I love surprising people. And, you know, we had catering there too. It was just, it was so much fun. So much fun. My best friend was there and, and, and she played the MC. So it, it was nice. It was nice. Um, so now after having done all that, making waves in my business, my first book became an, a bestseller. Right. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like these are some great things happening. I have two books that I self-publish. I made a, a commitment to myself. The next book, I want a book deal. <laughs> it, it just it's a lot. It's a lot to self-publish. I loved it at the time. My accountant told me when I launched my first book that what I did, companies hire six people to do. Um, so I don't know. I, I just felt like this is what I need to do from the grab bags to the catering, to the live entertainment, to finding a place to, you know, color coding everything, sending out emails and, and just the whole shebang. I don't know. I, it's just something I knew I needed to do. So I didn't, I didn't think of it like, oh, this is, you know, this is a lot of work. I, I just knew it was work that needed to be done and who else was going to do it. Right. I have a message to get out to the world. And so the second book launch was the same, live entertainment, catering at a different place. The first book launch was at the, the new Please Touch Museum, which is a mansion. And the second book launch was in um, Old City. And that was so nice. It was like historical. We had a balcony up front. It was just so, 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 so beautiful. Um, and it was just lovely. It was a beautiful day. So now, as I was saying, have the, the retreat, things are looking good. I've been speaking internationally. By this time, I've been to Ghana and uh, multiple places in Canada talking. I, I've uh, co-hosted two cruises where we, we spoke with people. So it's, it's been good, it's been going good. I've been seeing the growth and then pandemic happens. <laughs> pandemic happened and I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, what's going on here? But here's the thing, 2020 <clears throat> caused me to really evaluate everything that was going on. And I really had to get back to myself because I was veering off a bit. And, and so I, I needed to get back to me. And that's when I, I had a dream so, so eventually I, I had a dream and that's when the Morgan and Hecate appeared. So I knew a little bit about Hecate beforehand, but the Morgan, she came in and these are dark goddesses. Okay. So dark goddesses, meaning they, they're not here to play any games, okay? It means you're going to have to look at yourself deeply in the mirror. It means you're going to have to go to what I say, the underworld of yourself and then come back up and you're a new person. You are you at your core, but now you're a different person, right? For example, you're not your five-year-old self, but you're still you, right? So now is the time where it's go time. Now I have discovered the dark feminine. Now I've looked at myself on the most deepest, 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 deepest levels. Now I'm going to therapy. Now I'm doing so many other things, but also I, I had a new business mentor, business coach, and I almost didn't go with it because I was nervous about spending the money. So 
I went for it. I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I did it. And I'm so glad, so glad I did that. I'm so glad I didn't give in to, I don't know, the money because I had to learn about frequencies. Okay. And I haven't gotten into frequencies at this point right now. I'm still diving into the dark goddess, dark feminine frequency. Frequencies don't come until two, three years later, because this is what, 2020, 2021-ish timeframes, about two, three years later, this is when I really dive into frequencies and things. So you can see the timeline of when I dive into uh, the, the clears, as I was mentioning earlier, learning about crystals, chakras, Reiki, Oracle, history, okay, more and more. And then we go further and further, goddesses, archangels, fairies, there's all these other things. And now I'm seeing dark goddesses, dark feminine, frequencies, vibrations, all these things. So shout out to the Slay coach, Jamie King. All right. She, she played a pivotal role in me pivoting my business and pivoting myself, actually, honestly. So I took her course, amazing freaking course, helped me to, to really get down on branding and so many other things at this stage in, in my life and business and, and, and other things. And she had um, her conference in Louisville, Kentucky. So I went down there and met some of the most amazing people. Shout out to Lola, the weirdo coach. You may have seen me wear her shirts on my Instagram stories, talking to you guys, having our heart to hearts there. Uh, so she was someone who I connected with a lot at the, the conference and the rest is pretty much history from me. I just took what I learned and I changed and, and you can see the changes in me as well. So now 2022, 2023 rolls along and, and now I am into the cosmic stage and I changed, I had a cosmic experience. I changed my handle on Instagram that was cosmic witch goddess. And that just sums up everything about me in, in the spiritual life, the cosmic element, understanding who I am, understanding that the planets, understanding frequencies and vibration and energy and sacred geometry and numbers and all these other things and the witch aspect, understanding that I am the magic, the magic within me, working with the seasons and working with herbs and, and all these other things and spells and, and the goddess side, the divine feminine. The sacred, badass, divine, fucking feminine, that aspect. So I'm at a point now where I feel so much more. I'm just so comfortable in my skin. I, I protect my peace, my happiness. I, I really focus on the things that I need to focus on. And I, through therapy, I have healed so much. I healed myself on great levels and the therapy helps take it up a notch, right? Because I'm not a professional in that field. I don't know what certain things are. And, and when I talk to people and, and, or talk to the therapist and, and they break things down, I go, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things start to come together. And also therapists are good soundboards in, in some ways. So now I have this, what I call my spiritual counsel, people who I go to for readings, you know, therapy, things like that. Of course, my best friends, so many people, my ancestors, 
and, and other beings are involved in this that just help keep me going, keep me centered, keep me focused, and just remind me of certain things. So that's, I want to say that's a footnote. That's, that's probably, that's the most condensed story I can give you <laughs> about how I arrived to this point. And I know there's so much more to go. I have so many ideas that I have. Like, it's just, I have so many things that are just so precise that it's just a matter of order of operation. I'm working on this and then I know that's coming and then that's coming. I have so many ideas that I cannot wait to present to you guys. And some things I will need people to help bring to fruition. For example, I'm not a chemist, right? I'm not uh, certain other things that I need. So the things that, that I'm, I'm going to create are going to just be freaking amazing just top notch and 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 i'm here for it i push myself every step of the way like i said i had multiple foot surgeries and, and with each surgery well i had other surgeries too uh like carpal tunnel in my hand so with the foot surgeries, every time especially when you have a major surgery it the healing part is going to happen our bodies are going to heal itself it's the mental portion that requires a lot of time. I heal quickly. Doctors, they constantly say, oh, you heal so fast. It takes a while to get back into the groove of things when you have surgery. And with the last foot surgery I had, I was not mentally prepared for not walking for that amount of time. And it, it took a lot out of me. It took a lot out of me because I'm someone who is active. I would go to the gym uh, three times a week for three hours. And then I was pursuing my master's degree at the University of Pennsylvania and doing all of these things. And then it just stopped because I had foot surgery. And then I had to get used to walking all over again. And, and I need to muster up energy just to walk. Some people well, you know, many people don't have to worry about that, right? You just you walk. But for, for me, because there's just so much uh, that my, my foot and leg now have experienced, I just had to have a little bit more energy to get up to walk. So it's things like that and that are also factors into entrepreneurship because it's compounding. There are times when, when mentally you just don't feel like it, you need a break. And then there are other times where your body is saying no. And then it's also a double no, because whatever's going on at the time and, and you need to, I need to, you know, just pay attention to my, my foot and, and focus on what it needs and continue with my physical therapy and things like that. So there are a lot of compounding things that can easily state, don't continue with entrepreneurship. It's taxing on your mind. You know, won't you just rest? Why won't you just, you know, just be over here? And it's just, no. <laughs> okay, I have a message. I have a calling. I have a vision. Deities are coming to me in my dreams. I don't have a choice at this time. <laughs> Who am I to say, no, deity, one, two, three, four, five. You know, like, no, right? And also, I am here to help to be of service. So service through the help, right? Just like when people create something, they're creating a service. You know, we order from Amazon because the service 
it provides of overnight shipping, right? That's a service there to help. And, and that's what I'm here to do. So I'm a juggernaut, you know, it's, that's just how it is. You know, spirit itself would have to say, all right, Tia, it's time because I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. Even when I got like little makeup going on here from tearing up, I'm not stopping. Even if, uh, you know, something isn't hundred percent perfect the way I would like it to be. I'm not stopping. I'm going, I'm kidding. Now, I'm not taking anything down. You can, you can go back to the old videos where the lighting is yellowish because th those were the light bulbs at the time, right? No one had, or I don't want to say no one at the time I wasn't aware of studio lights. And then I became aware of studio lights and then I got better lights, you know, and it just, it's, it's a progression on and on and on. So all of this to say, keep going. Don't give up on yourself. Logic will tell you, and logic could be very much so right. Why are you doing this? It's costing you X amount of dollars, X amount of time, X amount of mental strain, X amount of physical strain. And if it isn't a calling for you, if it's not something you're meant to do, then you can say, okay, it's not for me. However, if it is a calling, it is for you. It is your vision. It's you, you can't give up. Think about the people who you benefited from who didn't give up. I think about the authors who wrote their books, the people who created Oracle cards, the people who work workshops and things like that. I am learning so much from people who didn't give up. So who am I to give up? I can't. There are other people who I have yet to meet, some who I would never meet who are going to benefit from the works that I put out there. And that's what it's about. It's not just about me. So and that's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. And I'm getting teary-eyed again. So I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> I want to say, I am always, always, always rooting for you. There's, trust me when I tell you this, there is room enough there's enough. I just got to chill. Ooh, and my windows are closed. There's room enough. There's more than enough abundance. There's more than enough of everything for everyone to succeed without someone else being left behind, without someone else not succeeding. This universe is infinite. Abundance is infinite. Everything is there for us. We just had to shift our frequency. We had to believe, we had to trust, we had to visualize, we had to have our practices in store every day. I wake up and I start listening to I am meditations, you know, just different forms, money meditations, you know, chakras, sofagio, frequency, like all that stretches, breath work, visualization, and it's not a chore. It's natural now. It's natural. This is what will get you to where you want to be. Don't give up. You don't want to stop where you're at. You didn't come this far to just stop right there. And you have to believe on yourself. I think about uh, Wesley Snipes and Passioner 57, always bet on black, always bet on yourself, always bet on yourself, okay? Let's take a final breath for this episode. <laughs> final breath in life. Let's take a breath for this episode. I'm sending you so many blessings, lots of love, 
you know, I'm rooting for you. Okay, visit Tia's boutique. Let's work together. Let's let's get you on that trajectory to where you want to be. All right, remember to be kind to yourself and I will speak with you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Visit my website at tiamariejohnson.com to subscribe to my newsletter and be the first to know about upcoming guests and exciting events. As always, I'm sending you lots of love and many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.